0: You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day.
1: Hey, welcome to Time to Revive. Another super-duper exciting day today. As you know, every day, I say this, Christian life, man, it's like Christmas every day. You wake up and you have no idea what's gonna be under the tree right under the tree. That's the cross. You have no idea. God's got all these things up his sleeve really to surprise us with blessings. And on the program today, we welcome back Pastor Vic Kales from Wauseon, Ohio. Pastor Vic, welcome back to the program. Well, it's my pleasure. I always enjoy chatting with you. So Vic, we've had you on the program today. And this particular series is called Lifestyle Evangelism. And what does that look like practically in 2021, Vic? So, okay, we've all read the Great Commission. We've read it a hundred times, probably even heard at least a half a dozen sermons about it in our lifetime. But man, what, is that still valid? You know what, is, is the Great Commission still valid or is it archaic?
0: Yeah, here's the funny thing. I'm just going to say this in in evangelism, and I've had a lot of limitations broke off me in the last two years. I think everything we went through with COVID and everything else, I think we've all been shook, tilted. The good news of the shaking, it leaves what remains to remain, the purity of it. So it really has revealed to me that it is the fourth quarter and everybody's in, which means all forms of
1: evangelism is valid. Right. You know who are we, Vic, to tell God how to do it? He's the author, right? right? Yeah, you've got to, you know, Jesus healed the
0: blind with saliva and spit. You got to get past the spit test. You got to get past that because he's going to speak to you things outside your norm to, to keep you off balance so that you don't trust in yourself. Paul said, I've become all things, all things to all men that I might win some. So you got a couple revelations just on the table fourth quarter and everybody's in, all things means all things, and some means some, because everybody has a free will choice, which also leaves us to a place to trust the Holy Spirit with everything, so I said the irony of this, which I don't believe is iron, I believe it's a God timing, was I just met with a local Baptist pastor here. We were discussing what we're doing here in Washington as evangelism, which is a tourist attraction live nativity scene and i'll use the word intentionally tourist attraction and this thing has swung in momentum beyond what we could hold and we've had to be dependent on god to do stuff for it including lumber inflation during covid and trying to make uh champagne on a beer budget if that's a terrible term in the church so there we go back to alcohol in the first miracle of jesus however God sent us a ten thousand pound shipment of oak lumber to build it for free, from a neighbor. There's your love your neighbor approach, and it got them in a way to evangelize. We're discussing, so we want people to know Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. We want people to have a personal relationship. We want him. We want them to be baptized, sanctified, filled with the Holy. We want every you know everybody's trying to. We want them to have Bible from Genesis to Revelation, the whole nine yards. So I'm like, how does all things become all things? How does this become more than Cedar Point where people go ride a roller coaster and it doesn't change your life? First of all, we're assuming that a roller coaster doesn't change your life. Right. Second of all, we have to trust the Holy Spirit with seed time and harvest. This goes against my norm. I like people getting baptized, one step programs, boom. They're healed on the spot. Miracle, words of knowledge. Bam, raise the dead, cast out demons, get rid of one-step program. I like drive-through uh, windows. I like, I like my meal fast and quick. This seed time harvest thing is hard for us. It's hard for me as an evangelist. It's hard for us because we want everybody to be saved before they go to hell. Because the fire is on our butt. And we got to hurry before they get to the cemetery and spend eternity. Eter- it's on the line. It's a it two-minute drill, all of that, to where God speaks to me, I want you to do a live nativity. I'm going, I don't do church plays. I don't do angel wings with, with halos and little, little stuff like that. I don't do that. I love Christmas. I love it. That's not what I'm thinking about, how to get the world saved. However, just with Pastor Lance Wise from here in a Baptist pastor at Haven Heights, great guy, we're processing. So, so if you do this live nativity in Wauseon, how is that going to get the scriptures into someone for them to be born again? Great question. Great question, right? Yeah. I stole this method from Jesus. I answered the question with a question. I said, how is it? There was 430 years between Abraham and Moses, and we didn't even have the first commandment for 430 years. How did the kingdom advance through Abraham? Without the Bible. That's good. It's just a question. And it's one that we should all ponder. It's what we do. We embrace the mystery. Moses said, don't send me out of here without your presence. It's the only thing we have that distinguishes us
1: from the other nations. And is it enough? Vic, I think that's what the question begs. Is it enough?
0: Yeah. Like faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Have we lost our ability to hear like Abraham?
1: Mm, That's good.
0: When God tells Noah to build an ark, was there a Bible? There wasn't. So we pondered the question, how did Jesus teach the New Testament before there was the New Testament? Right on. Because he was the New Testament. Amen. Because he taught the Old Testament because he was the Old Testament. Everything that Paul taught was what he had seen and what he had heard because he, Paul went to heaven to find out before he had the epistles and the word of God, Jesus was the word of God. He was the word of God. He is the word of God. He will always be the picture and the prototype of who we're supposed to be. So if we simplify it, we can take everything we see, not just here. And we can see it, we can feel it, we can hear it, we can touch it, we can taste it, and it becomes Christmas because it's also a feeling. Love is a verb and love is an affection. It is an emotion, it is a language, it is everything we dream of. And so when a star is lit, like we have one that we have an iconic Christmas star at the end of the street of Fulton, for some people, it's just a star. For other people, we know what it is. It's the same one that led us to Jesus. Could it be in such a time as this that God has begun to speak in pictures? Right. Has he ever stopped speaking in pictures? Now, we're standing on the backside of some, some confidence. I, I walked through because I thought I was a nutcase when I first started hearing God tell me he wanted me to do a live nativity scene because I'm going to stop possible. I don't have enough people. I don't have resources. I don't have money. I don't have all. I, I went through the whole thing. And he just gave me a picture of some barrels for oil that a widow had who had wow. the same declaration ah, we're going to eat this meal and die. And he's the prophet said, go take them to your neighbors. So we begin to take this stuff to our neighbors. How do we pull in the church to go out in order to grow up? We've been trying to go in for them to grow up. But in the book of Acts, they went out to grow up, and we saw favor. Amen. Maybe we're not in our cities. Maybe we need to stop serving so much at church and start serving in the city. How is it that Jesus is Lord over a city? If we're to make disciples of nations, can we do it without making a disciple of our city? Amen. I just happened, not through intelligence of my own, just through almost like God forced me out of a cage to get back into the city and to get my head out of the ground to go. I stepped into a Christmas vision. The city had not me, our director of public works. The Lord told me to go talk to him about Christmas and his vision. Not mine was that a Hallmark Christmas movie would throw up in our city. That was a one, three, five year Christmas vision that began to flush out in the city with our department heads. We've had eight meetings now. And the one thing that's on the city calendar, not the church calendar, is a live nativity. I mean, I could sit here in the midst of all the craziness and doubt, because when Noah's building the ark, it wasn't raining, and it does make you feel crazy. So I want to encourage you. And because they're, all through the Bible, there's overt mission and there's covert mission. Some of them are just obvious. He told the woman at the well, I am the son of God. I'm the Messiah. But for others, ambiguous unspoken he just gave him pictures he even said don't even tell anybody
1: yes he did
0: how do you do evangelism like that well you know what you let them have an encounter when you're walking through a nativity and you see the beauty of it and you hear phil wickham's version of a way in a manger that he wrote for his kids right the presence is in that he lives in the praise he's in it and and when Believers and unbelievers are walking in that. They don't even know what's hitting them. They're in the presence and it's distinguishing.
1: You know, Vic, as I heard you articulating that, the verse came to me, Romans 1 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Come on. And that's what you're talking about. It's like the tangent. How does an invisible God have tangible attributes. And that's what we're discovering, Vic. I think that's what we're all discovering. And, and as I listen to you, I'm like, you know, what you're talking about is the visible attributes of God, that there's no denying it. And you know what? It touches our senses. It touches us because we're physical beings and it touches our senses. But what happens is God, the invisible God, comes down because that's what he did. John chapter one and the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And I think that's what you're describing, Vic. Don't let me hold you up. Keep going, brother. Dude, you're lighting my torch
0: here (laughs) because yeah, God is an artist. You were born to create. You were born to dance. You were born to sing. You were born to talk, articulate. You can be an artist with words. You can be an artist with uh, an instrument. You can be an artist with a brush. You can build buildings. You know, the first two people in the Bible were artisans. Right. I can't even pronounce their names. They're so obscure, like a Benadab and a Boldadab, or, you know, (laughs) a a, a bit of honey or something. I don't know.
1: The Dab Brothers.
0: The Dab Brothers. The first two people he anointed were artisans to create something Amen. like he did. And we've lost art in the church. We've lost ability to paint and decorate. And we think, oh, I dwell not in temples made by hand, so we just need an ugly building. Try that with your wife on your anniversary.
1: Right on. Vic, so I, I talk to pastors all the time. You know that. This is what I do. I go into a city and I talk to lots of pastors with different viewpoints. And they say, what is your style of evangelism? And I say this, personal evangelism. And so, Vic, even in your preparation for the live nativity, are you going to just have shepherds in it? Is that all you're going to have?
0: Amen to that. No, I mean, you got some wise men. You got some Roman soldiers. You know, you guys, we may have a Scottish bull there. I'm not sure that's biblical, but it's like God got bored and put horns on a septic tank. That's (laughs) a little, cute little fellow. You know, we're going to have, if we can get them, we're going to have dogs there. Amen. We forget, you know, we forget we, we, we get this limiting view. We're going to have ducks and chickens in cages for kids. You know, the truth is, uh, here's the funny part about it. We, we have become so limited in the God who does immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. We are boring people. We are boring people to death. And uh, we're, we're letting the world out create the creator because they're actually using their talents to preach. And then so there's so many different ways to preach. just like you illustrated, clearly seen through creation. Yeah. Go outside, look up in the sky and ask how far that goes. Eternity is clearly seen. Ask any scientist and all of that where we've lost our childlike wonder in the church to think the only way we can present the Bible is to go, here, let me give you a New Testament. Let me show you all the John 3.16 and the Romans wrote. That, that is one way. Yes. And then, you know, we, we had a discussion. So who's going to give these people any scriptures or anything when they come to this nativity? I go, no one, no one. Might I suggest to you, after they have an encounter right? and, and they see it, maybe pastors can follow up. I like catching them better than cleaning them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like I mean. fishing. And I can clean them. Yeah, you know, but evangelists and pastors need to be one. Amen. They, they it's a catching and cleaning team. Everybody's got their filters. You and I are evangelists. You're gonna ask us, well, man, people are going to hell, aren't they? It's a real deal. Yeah. I mean, I do funerals and stand at the coffin where the whole audience wonders. Amen. You know, you're is it this or this? It's just the question.
1: Thumbs up or thumbs down, right?
0: That's are true. One out of one die. Might I suggest to you life is a vapor Mm. and that you've got one of these to live. And when you live it for God, he will speak to you in creative ways that will break you out of the norm into an effectiveness where he gets the glory for it.
1: Not only does he want to be out of the box, Vic, he wants us out of our boxes.
0: I think that's the real deal right there. I have found myself in
1: many different boxes and the worst cage you get in is the one you put yourself in. That's so true. And he wants us to be free of that. So however, and we're articulating this, Vic, however, you're going to stand in, I'm not talking you specifically. I'm talking about the people that are participating in the live nativity, whether you're standing in as a duck, I'm teasing, but if you're standing in as a shepherd or a Roman soldier or whatever, however you're standing in, however you're participating, maybe, Vic, maybe you're giving candy to the children. Like, I don't know what it is, but you're contributing to the great commission because as Paul said, we are living epistles and people are reading our letters So listen, Vic, you're probably not going to have 20 evangelists standing on soapboxes preaching a fiery sermon, but what you're going to do is create an opportunity for people to get their needs met, their tangible senses touched by the presence and the clear attributes of God working in our lives, and tell me that isn't louder than any sermon that we might be able to come up with. And so what I'm saying is, I'm not saying anything about preaching. I'm not saying anything against that. But what I am saying for is exactly how you're describing. Utilize the creativeness that God has you. And if that is limited to, will you please stand here and be a shepherd? Will you please, you know, whatever that looks like, but allow God to use us in whatever way he sees fit. I'll I'll tell you a
0: story that I often would tell through the years that illustrated this, that, you know, I used to have a professor tell me, he said, now, boys, go out and preach the gospel and use words if you have to. I used to think that was kind of dumb. Yeah. Years later, I'm talking with this pastor in a community and he's trying to get this guy to come to church. He's been working on him for two years meets with him weekly. And he said, when are you going to come to my church? You know, when are you going to come to my church? And he has lunch, dinner, breakfast with him, meets with him two years. And, and the guy would joke with him. He said, well, one of these days I might show up, but right now I'm, I'm always uh, in my own church. I'm, I'm down visiting pastor sheets at St. Mattress. Hmm. And the, the guy's like, yeah, you know, he thinks he's funny, blah, blah, blah. The whole nine yards. And I'm kind of marveled, but I understand it's frustration, right? I mean, you're laboring for the gospel, right? Right. You're wrestling for Laodicea, brother. <laughs> you're, 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 you're all up in it. So here's the thing. I This guy was working at a, a local fast food place, and I find out through conversation he likes the Yankees. Hmm. He's an old Yankees fan in the Buckeye State. I thought, what the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> right? So I'm sitting at my desk one day and I, you know, it's kind of a, you know, I used to be into a lot of sports memorabilia. I like nostalgia. So on my wall back then I had a picture of Phil Rizzuto hanging autograph picture, of Phil Rizzuto, old Yankee shortstop, Hall of famer. The Lord speaks to me and says, give that to him. I went, uh, Nope. <laughs> that, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's my, that's my Phil Rizzuto. And yet it wasn't expensive back then you know, I met him at a card show. It was only $16 for the card show. so I'm talking about $16 on my wall that I, you know, but clearly I knew it was the Lord. So here's the deal. I take it into the back of his shop where he was working. And I said, Hey, I got something for you. I give him this autographed picture. Phil Rizzuto stuns it. He looks at it and he looks at me. He goes, why, why would you do this? And I said, uh, I can tell you why. That's because the Lord told me to. Yep. Whether you believe that or not,
1: that's why I did it. Because he knows you like the Yankees. Yeah, that's right. What do you think he would say if someone said, where did you get that Phil autographed card? What do you think he would say? From some man who claimed that God told him. See what I'm saying?
0: Now, here ask me. After two years of labor, Guess where he showed up next week? My church. Yep. Didn't ask him to come. That's good. Wasn't trying to get him to church. And guess what? Led him to Christ, baptized him, was in a conversation with him. Listen, he was under such torment. He told me this story. He said, you know, it was always my fantasy to be with two women. And so I did it. I bought two prostitutes. And he goes, I can't explain the darkness that took place after that. Wow. He brought all of that to me to get saved, got it all out, got it under the blood, came to Jesus. Why? Phil Rizzuto, maybe? Right, An Autographed picture? Kindness leads to
1: repentance. Have we forgotten? I think love hooked him. I think that's what happened. Your act of love from the father's act of love to you, Vic, your act of love hooked him and it brought him in. And you know what? He was probably searching for love in all the wrong yeah. places as the song goes, but listen, it hooked him. And now he's a member of the family of God.
0: God taught me how to evangelize outside
1: the box. Excellent. Folks, you have been listening to another episode of Lifestyle Evangelism. Maybe not what you had bargained for or even could imagine, but is God in live nativity evangelism? I want to have you share, Pastor Vic, just as we wrap up here, when is your live nativity going to take place? Just tell, tell us the date. So anybody listening that might be local could eventually be drawn in.
0: Well, it, it's three Sunday nights. The dates were set by the city so that everybody knows. Three Sunday nights from 6 to 8.30 p.m., December 5th, 12th, and 19th, Sunday nights. And uh, we found that in December, most churches don't have their programs even and things like that. So here's the deal. Come see. Come see. Come and have fun. You know, if the fullness of God's in the present store, let the church have fun again. Yeah. Like children.
1: Yeah. And that's in Waseon, Ohio, by the way, folks uh, listening via podcast, and this is 2021. So if you're anywhere near or the spirit of God is speaking to you that you want to see this, because I, here we are, Vic, making this recording a couple months out yet, really. But even now, I bet you're saying, Lord, what are you going to do next? Because I bet you he has been giving you visions and things beyond what you talked about the scripture before, beyond what you could even ask or imagine, according to the power that works in us. And Lord, we thank you for the work you're doing. But folks, if you are, have a curiosity that's itching you and uh, you can make it out to Wassion, Ohio, those Sunday nights, please make a way to do that. But as we wrap up as well, Vic, as we talked about earlier, man, this time flies and we're just going to have to schedule another one. That's all there is to it, Pastor Vic. So if you would be open to that, I'd love to have you back. We got lots more to unpack and thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought
0: to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this
1: program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.